0: are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And hello and welcome to uh, a new episode of the Locked On Blazers podcast. And it is preseason now. First week of training camp is done. I'm here with the big dog, Oh, big dogs in the house. That's right. Uh, you know what? I, you know what? I decided to do what? We're recording this on a phone, so uh, so I think I'm gonna uh, 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 just record this from bed. This is gonna go back to go back to bed. Crack open okay. the window. Okay. Get under the old, get under the old heavy blanket. Can be relaxed for this one. You're, you're, you know, you're. They're doing right now. You're, what you're doing right now is I think you're really um, taking the preseason in stride. Yeah, know, exactly. The, I'm sorry. The what season? What's go? What's going on? Well, of course. I, I don't know if you know. There's basketball on now. There's basketball what? on TV. Yeah. Well, like college. <laughs> no, of course, I don't watch uh, that. I don't watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, NBA basketball. The Blazers, the Blazers actually played a game in, in in this country that you may have heard of called Canada. Uh, oh, in the other Vancouver. Heard they uh, heard they have some pretty wild opinions about uh, care up there. I don't know if uh, I know how I feel about the Blazers being exposed to that. Yeah, you know, to the free healthcare. Just see, you know, it's uh. Uh, you know, pretty, yeah, pretty how, do you, con- how do you, how do you, how do you pay a doctor? It's, it's absurd. I just, I know, I know. It, it really is, uh, it, it quite the conundrum for, for the Blazers and their fans, their supporters, their, their corporate sponsors, you know, who love South Holder. Lou pull is furious. Who loves love the Blazers. Uh, like high mortals associated with uh, the nation of Canada. Yeah, it's like, wow, people who are helping other people. Anyway, uh, uh, I wrote an article about the Blazers' relationship with Loophole. Yes. For the outline, look for it if you want to read it. But uh i I occasionally low-key worried that as the season goes along and this loophole thing probably becomes a bigger and bigger deal, certainly should, by the way, uh, uh, for, for those who don't know, Loophole is a, is a sniper scope manufacturer that has a, uh, uh, corporate relationship with the Blazers. And, uh, and you know, it still goes to the IDF and to like the Ferguson Police Department and just to a lot of, uh, companies that are maybe, uh, a little gross. And yeah. I, I was worried, I was worried that as the, uh, I was worried that as the, uh, season goes along and people start talking about this more, uh, that some that uh, the Blazers are going to look at my article, and uh, and uh, declare me part persona non grata. So, please, Blazers, if you're listening, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, we're just you know, you're just doing the job. of Yeah, I'm of just infertile. a journalist, man. I don't, yeah. uh, I don't say,
1: yeah, uh, hey. yeah. Just call balls
0: strikes over here, man. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like when people you know get mad at the referees. You know, it's like, hey, you know, like you just got to call it, like you see um, Yeah, exactly. So what I do, journalism, uh, I actually, I actually, I wear, I wear a face mask and a chest protector, actually. When, when I when I do journalism, I'm usually mining for content, so I get my hard hat on and I get, oh okay, I, I get, I get a, a little flashlight and I get down into the. Into oh, the I, line. oh, I thought, it, I thought it was like a little, I thought it was like a little head bulb with a little, a little candle in it. Yeah, well, it, it's kind of like you know, uh, you know, like a West Virginia type of situation. Especially when I'm blogging yeah. online, it, it, it's very much uh, jumping into the minds and, and looking for content. And luckily I've seen I've seen Eric after work before. Sometimes we'll go uh, and you'll and you'll look at his hand, and there'll be a little ring of black around his. Around his, uh around his, Yeah, his no, no, no. Sometimes the the the, mind, the content minds will get the best of you, um, yeah. and, and you, you got, you, the, you got have, the blog long. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so somebody else made that joke. I don't remember who. I definitely stole the blog long joke from somebody. So uh, yeah, Some someone else who's also terribly online all the time. Yeah, um, I just want it, I just want everybody to know I'm not, I'm not a thief. The, you're very noble, very. is uh, you. it with, with your truthfulness uh, from Whoa. from feds. Um, anyway, uh, the Blazers actually played a preseason game, uh, one that I did not watch, uh, so I can't can't give, Me neither. Yeah, yeah, I can't give. Um, and and you know what? Uh, this is my third year doing the Lockdown Blazers podcast in preseason, and i got to say that every single time I make earnest observations in the preseason, I'm awfully wrong. So I'm just going to So what's the, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, like a couple of years ago, I thought like the Blazers needed a little outside shooting. So I thought that they would bring this guy in that like hit a couple threes in preseason. And they definitely didn't bring him in. And I'm just like, you know what? There's nothing that I'm going to see in the preseason games that's going to tell me more about what you know, the team sees behind closed doors. The Blazers uh, you know, definitely need some underhanded foul shooting on the squad. I do, I do support, uh, Shinani Onwaku, uh, being yeah. on the team, though. That, that, is, really, that is a one lot reason. of weird, you could cut a lot of weird people from the team and replace them with Onwaku, and I'd be fundamentally okay with it. Yeah, I, I well, they do have. I believe they still have their two two-way contracts, which you know I, I've read are actually not that great for players. But it, it is it is an NBA job, um, and you know that would be uh, you know because I think Portland has fifteen guaranteed contracts already, so they would have to cut somebody, and I don't I don't see them doing that, but you know. If anybody, of- I, anybody like up to Nurkic if you cut them for the underhanded foul shooting guy? I might be like, like I'd be like, well, that's at least the neutral move. Yeah, but so you're disrespecting Fan Fest MVP Myers Leonard, right? Oh so yeah, my, my apologies. I, yeah. I don't know I don't know if I talked about this at the moment or not so I think I'm going to not do that but continue anyway um, no, no I yeah. did I did I talked about it I talked about it on the last show never mind but I, yeah. but I interviewed Myers and I definitely like muttered my way through the through what my name was so that he would maybe not recognize me anyway. yeah yeah no it's it's you uh, know I remember you mentioned that you tried to avoid telling Myers, your name, so that you would, you know, avoid yeah. having that, yeah. uh, uh, you know, weird confrontation with him. But, um, yeah, that's so he, he I saw that also I saw one of the highlights from, uh, the first game, the preseason game against, uh, Toronto was that NERC hit a three, um, which, I uh, saw that, uh, but it, it <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 would, I would love for it to be a, a five-out nerd situation, but, I, don't, I mean, we'll see. Uh I, I just I, – I can't really look to anything right now in the preseason, which is why I, we're going to continue our season preview here on Los Angeles just looking at the different positional groups, uh, just because I think that that is, uh, you know, I think more important to the discourse of the team. Certainly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um today we're gonna to look at the wings. Uh I think a weak position for the Blazers over um uh, ever since really the end of the Aldridge era when they no longer had um Nick Batum and Wesley Matthews and then they God also God lost the wherever they are. Yeah. Uh they also traded uh Will Barton. You know, so they, they they didn't really have a lot of wings. And it feels like this year they really tried to, at least with the draft, they tried to answer that. But it's going to be weird because, um, yeah, I don't know, any overall wing position comments before we, we get into the new degree But each guy. They're a little shallow.
1: And they haven't.
0: That's to yeah. comment on the matter. Yeah. No, I, I – uh, yeah, that, that's kind of all there is to say. I mean, they, they've had a really – they let go of Pat Connaughton in the offseason, who was a guy that uh, played a uh, lot. A white, lot. White, white, white Pat, White Pat moving on. Yeah, yeah RIP, White Pat um, moving on to Milwaukee, where he will probably make a lot of three-pointers playing to Giannis. Yeah, um, no, I kind of uh, uh, am a little missed about them uh, maybe straight up giving up on Pat. 'cause uh I don't know White hat was pretty good yeah no i i I do think that they I think they thought that White hat was good, but the problem is that I think he probably would have made more money than they were willing to pay, like even if he gets the veteran minimum, that's like two million dollars a year uh and they found they they were able to draft Gary Trent, who you know if they think he's you know close to ready, he's six six and making like you know, $700,000 or something like that because he's a second-round pick. So, uh, and they have a lot of guys like that on the team. So I think it's just a cost thing. Um, yeah, probably. They are, uh, they have uh, managed their cap very poorly. Yes, that is is very true. So um, they're trying to address the wing position this year. They lost Connaughton, who was the kind of the only wing on the team last year. And then, uh Right now, uh, Bo Hark was the guy who was really important to the success last year when they were when the Blazers were winning on, you know, thirteen games in a row or whatever it was in the second half of the season. Um, he's out right now, still with a knee injury. He has not played, he didn't play uh in the preseason game, he hasn't been cleared to practice all the way. And it seems like maybe he made a bad call. Um to, I think, and the Blazers maybe made a bad call, allowing him to come back so soon after surgery, it, his knee is still not okay enough to play at six months out. You know, I guess a legitimate concern. Yeah, it's a little, uh, a little, a uh, little worrisome that the Blazers are uh, returning to the battle days on that one. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, you know, maybe he can, he, he can heal and, and, it, and it's smart of them to take the time now, you know, if, if coming back at all did hurt him. Um, you know, they're, they're being very safe with it. And, uh, Harkless shot 41% from three last year, but he was really inconsistent at the start of the year. And in the preseason game, at least, they had Jake Lehman, uh, starting uh yep. uh so, I don't know, what you know Jake what expect- J- J- well, my pers- my perspective is, sorry. Sorry, sorry, I uh, okay. I switched mediums. What's up? Okay. No, no, it's fine. Uh no, we were talking about Jake Lane. Um uh-oh, he he got the start over Heartless. Well not over Heartless, in place of Heartless, but we can talk about like our expectations for Heartless first. Um I guess what are your expectations for him this year? I mean are, it was funny that he was asked, I thought, at uh Media Day, like if he's tried to figure out how he's been inconsistent and he said next question. Yeah. He yeah, he uh he's not particularly fond of that vision of himself. Uh but um it's been the case, so uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I suspect he'll be, uh, how old is he now? Uh, I believe he's 25 at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I will say this. Uh, I think as you get older, you probably stabilize a little more. Uh, presuming that he isn't, uh, injured in a way that's completely insane, which I don't think he is. I think he just had, sort of had a setback. Uh, I think he'll be a, an adequate 25-year-old NBA player. I think that he uh I think that in an ideal world he sort of uh cements a position in the rotation over Harkless or i'm uh, not pardon me, uh Turner, uh seeing as he provides a little more uh spacing from the uh from that position. And uh yeah. Uh he is a three and D wing whose three is okay and not great. So yeah, hopefully yeah. he'll continue to do that. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say is that, okay, expecting him to continue on the track that he's been on ever since he's been in Portland is a little unfair, but his percentage has gone up, like, you know, 5 or 6% every year. You know, it he, he jumped up from 28 to 35, uh, from his first year to his second year, and then from his second year to his third year, which is last year, he jumps from 35 to 41. Um, and it was around the same number of oh, attempts. wow he was a lot better at shooting than I thought he was Uh so I, I mean if, if he continues to if if that upward trajectory continues which is not always a given you know then he, I think Portland will be in a position to compete in the division and 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 be you know another a mid tier playoff team I mean I think that I think I think that's their ceiling. And I, think I think the more li- I think the more likely thing though is probably that he will continue to hover around forty though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like you don't I mean, tend to the, go from forty to forty three, no. right? Am I facing? I mean, you don't typically, but I mean, sometimes people do. Sometimes. and you know, it, it's also very likely given his track record as a shooter. I mean, he's a career thirty three percent shooter that he goes down. You know, that it comes yeah, down he to. Yeah. Then it goes down to thirty eight, thirty seven. You know, there is no guarantee. Like I said, there is no guarantee that he continues on an upward trajectory. But if he, the Blazers he, will have better spacing this year presumably they have a little more shooting on the roster. So that could be good Yeah, on that that front because we could have more time to load up. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how they manage playing with, you know, kind of a lack of emphasis on offensive rebounding, which had been kind of like really important to them, racking up a lot of wins with Ed Davis. And then I think maybe because of the limitations they had in the playoff series, which – it's harder to count on offensive rebounds like that. And it also in that matchup, it was terrible for Portland in that regard. So it's like, you know, I guess they're trying to kind of change who they are. So it, it is, um, yeah, they're going to be shooting a lot more threes apparently. Um, so if Harkless can continue to hit, that, that's big. Um, I alluded to Layman, uh who started, and he's getting a lot of praise at Media Day. Uh, from people saying that he looked really good and, um, and that and he, because he, he feels really good, he says his shot's more consistent, which, I, you know, that's the biggest thing. If you're going to be a wing on the Blazers, you have to shoot. Uh, and so, except it, unless you're having a turn. Um, yeah. And so uh layman's six nine uh you know big guy he's added some weight this year uh he's never been a consistent three-point shooter in the nba but he had a good summer league so i mean he's barely played in his nba career layman and kind of big opportunity that he has to uh you know really earn a next contract too you know he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year it kind of is a similar situation to Connaughton last year so um if he also can make threes at a reasonable rate, that's, that's another, that helps really, that really does help the Blazers with their wing problems, if Lehman can actually play. Uh, yes, uh, I agree. I, I wish I, I wish I had a better take on this. I mean, the thing with Lehman is that, uh, he profiles pretty, well as a three-point shooter who is a body on defense, which is an NBA player, more or less. It's just a question of whether or not he fulfills the profile. If he sort of slots into the thing that it seems like he inevitably is, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. I mean, it, it, him becoming a good shooter is, is going to be big, and he, he's a really great athlete. I think that's like the coolest thing yeah, about, 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 and, about and, and that. And like, and the other half of it is learning to apply that athleticism to uh, playing NBA defense. And he sort of flashed uh, moments of being able to do that stuff before. Uh, I think it's just a question of a uh if he has refined his skills enough to uh do that in the NBA and B if Terry gives him playing time. Because uh, Terry can be a little young player averse. So uh yeah. I, I definitely That's- agree I definitely agree with that a lot of times when it comes to rookies. Um but, you know, the Blazers give it in ke in stocks' ten years. Actually, have you know, this has been a trend. Alan Crabb was a second round pick who, you know, in his like third year finally got to play and then was, you know, had a role and then got a big contract. And I think, and then the didn't get the same contract as, as Crabb did because it's a different time, different market, but he, you know, ended up signing on with a good team. I mean, Milwaukee's going to be good. They were in the playoffs last year and they signed it. So, um, you know, there is a track record of the Blazers kind of turning these guys out at the lane position, not in like great volume, but they have done it before. And so, um, maybe Landon becomes that guy for them. Uh, and he did get swatted, uh, in the preseason game by Serge Ibaka, but, um, this is his first game, this is his preseason game. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. So, I, I mean, the, the jury, I think, I think the jury's out on Landon. He had a good summary league, but I'm not, um, I am not I'm not banking on him to be a major player yet. Um, but he'll have the chance. So um we'll talk uh about uh our next guy in a minute. We're gonna take a quick break. And we're back uh here on Lockdown Blazers talking about the wing positional group. We just talked about Moe Harkless, we talked about Jake Layman, and now we're gonna talk about uh one of our favorite guys, well probably I know it's uh his least favorite guy and probably uh Evan Turner. Uh he is I mean he 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 has wing size, he effectively plays point guard though when he's out there on the court, because um, he's always running the offense It's kinda of hard for him to he's not he doesn't really space the floor. So um yeah, um you know, theoretically all the added shooting should help his game. Cause there would be more spacing around him. Um, yeah. Uh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but he uh, has the ball in his hands. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, is he really such a good playmaker that he should have the ball in his hands over Dane and CJ at any given time? Shouldn't CJ play backup point guard on the team? Uh, uh, Is it weird being an NBA player who is basically uh, built from the ground up out of redundancies? Like I, there's just a uh, utility wise. There's just not uh, a lot that he can add in, in a modern NBA context. I don't think like, uh, I mean, I guess he's a decent backup guard, but he's also prone to, uh, let's call it taking the ball, isolating in mid-range, and hoisting up some sort of nonsense. Like, I just don't, uh, you know, uh, every day he's on the team is a day when there's a not optimum player on the team. And the, the lasers are shipping out as soon as convenience. That's what I continue to think on the matter. Uh uh Neil kinda in Media Day, Neil kinda gave him the hey, you know, we've got uh we've got uh CJ Bane they're superstars, but we think uh, Evan and uh Mohawk lists and uh Nerdfish are superstars and all that stuff. But I come on, dude. I I I I feel I always feel bad saying it because I don't know Turner seems like a decent enough guy. Uh he's a fun interview. Uh and I don't even hate watching him play. Uh it's just that uh basketball just passed his skill set by so aggressively. And I I and it's, the Blazers should try to not have him on the squad. All right. Um but, you know, especially especially, no, if to layman, to... especially if layman especially if laymen are whoever takes a step forward. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I think, is the really interesting, going to be this interesting rub for Terry Stotts, is what happens if one of those other wing guys does establish themselves. And another kind of weird thing, too, that I asked Evan Turner about when we were at Media Day was that he's the oldest guy on the team at 29 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's like... And it's like you know, that I think is also potentially a dangerous thing because if is I I think that's gonna be a really weird calculus for Terry Stott to deal with because Turner is effectively going to be one of the leaders on his team just because of age. And if he doesn't play at all, you know, that could that cause a problem, you know, I I think it could. And so um I think that's gonna be something to watch too with with, with Turner. I mean Turner's Not to say that he's a bad guy, but it's just like if you're not playing, that's and you're an NBA basketball player, you're not going to be happy. And so it's just, um, kind of the nature. Yeah. It's just the nature of the thing. And so it's not like a knock on on Turner to say that that can happen. Um, so I think that's going to be one of the weirder kind of things to to keep an eye on. uh, Yeah, because in an ideal year, uh, layman would take a step forward. Uh who are the other wings on the team? Uh Gary Trend, um, yeah, yeah, Trent, um Harkless. Grant would show that he has utility. Uh, you know, Harkless would become a sort of indispensable piece. And all of this would theoretically exile Turner from the rotation. But you can't be a dude, A, who makes that much money, and B, who is the oldest person on the team, and uh, necessarily, like, be cool with getting taken out of a rotation. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, I, I, I think it, I think it could be a, probably would be annoyed by that because they're paying him a lot of money, and when you pay a dude a lot of money, you want him to get PT usually. the 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 GM usually wants them to get PT because otherwise, the GM looks like a jerk. Yeah, and so I, I think the Turner situation is going to be really interesting. He, he's one of the leaders of the team, and yet there's this constant back and forth of when Portland has played really well is when they mark when he hasn't been on the floor. Like they've been they they've it's just objectively so they've outscored their opponents by a higher amount of points, and so it is um, going to be a really interesting dynamic I think to monitor throughout the season. Um, and what if, and if the voices are like bad, bad this year? If they take a big step back, uh, and they could, and the trend of Turner lineups being the worst lineups they have continues, then it'll get incredibly ugly. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll get, get uncomfortable. Ugly. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, I, 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 can, I, I don't know. I think me and Eric are maybe lower on the Blazers than a lot of people this year. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I am lower on them in the sense I don't think they're going to win as many games, but I still think that they'll be, you know, in the playoff picture. Right. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I just don't think they're going to be the three seed. Um, I, I could, I, I could, I, but I could be wrong you know i truly really don't know what i think uh, right now about it but like um but if they are you know 37ish if it if it if it's bad like if some you know if it if it gets ugly this year turner will be the most hideous player on the roster and it'll it yeah it could get real sticky yeah um our next guy that we're going to look at is, is another guy that, well, a guy that's just way more reliable that, I mean, except for injury over the past couple of years, uh, is a guy that, um you know, has been super important to Port Success. He usually is one of their high-minute guys, and he's usually, you know, one of their big pluses on defense, and that's Aminu, uh, Al-Quruk Aminu. Uh, he... It continues to not be respected, though, by opposing defenses. And that, I think, does present issues, even though he has gotten better as a three-point shooter. i i uh, i worked it. Don't care. Yeah, because <laughs> he's that good. <laughs> I, I, I think that Neenu is the... I think from a pure player value stance, uh, Aminu might be the second best player on the team. Uh he's an incredible defender and he... second best. Do you put him ahead of CJ? Yeah, I'd put him ahead of CJ. Wow. If I, I maybe I'm maybe I maybe I'm being a bit of a fancy lad about it, but he's a tremendous defender and uh uh and he's good enough at shooting that he is not an offensive negative and I truly believe that's all you need to be a great NBA player. So, I, I ride on Al Farouk Aminu. I it, as every player on this roster who I could formulate complaints about, I just can't even. I just can't even think of one for Aminu. But like the worst thing I could say is that is that people don't cover him that much, but he makes them pay. So who cares? Yeah, um, potential upside to for Aminu's season that could make him maybe have a, a you know a really good year. Um, you know, barring injury, of course, is he's in a contract here. So, uh, you know, he's going to be wanting to get another good deal. And uh, I think most everyone agrees that he, you know, became like a very valuable player on his deal uh, that he signed with the Blazers in 2015. So – you know, I, I think that there could be there's a, there's an added motivation for him to play even better. So, uh, you know, that could really play in Portland's favor. And while you know, maybe it will cost them um, more money than it did before. He provided such insane value on this last contract that you can get away with paying him, I think, you know, twelve million dollars a year and and feel comfortable about that investment. Uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, yeah. uh, if he has a particularly good year, a lot of other I think contenders could very easily come calling for Amino. So, yeah, very interesting. um, I mean, I you know, I think it'll have to do a lot with his priorities. Like, if um, I don't even know who has cap space next year. Uh, But like, would you be stunned if the Rockets were in a position to? No. No, but it, it is it is yeah. No, I wouldn't be that shocked if the Rockets were a team that reached out to him. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a team like maybe Toronto or San Antonio. You know, there are a lot. Is Durant so left the Warriors? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So right, left the Warriors. I could totally see the the Warriors trying to add more defensive length and. and uh, yeah. I mean I, I Aminu mean would have I Amina mean is basically the platonic ideal of a player that you would have placed a rant with. Uh uh the Lakers for that matter, uh could certainly uh no, no, I mean yeah they totally could that, I mean that, 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 they're gonna they're gonna have cap space. I mean they're they're looking for a max player that they will have cap space. Uh yeah, I mean I mean like the main problem with the idea with uh the Blazers um with Aminu being on the Blazers is that everybody could use him. He's excellent and he's excellent at the thing that um the team's basically always need, which is uh being a decent shooter and being an excellent and being a wonderful defender. Like I I I I think that there would be a lot of reasons why Aminu wouldn't be on the Blazers next year. Yeah, no, I mean, they, yeah, so that's uh, it's going to be um, an interesting dance again this year with Aminu and uh, being a free agent uh, at the end of the season. So we got uh, a couple more guys that we can talk about that I think we could fit in the bill of wings, and then we'll talk about um, kind of guard, point guard, ball handler types uh, on the next episode. But uh um, I think that the, the next guy that I think is really interesting, he did play, uh, in the preseason game, even you know, might I didn't watch, was, uh, Nick Stauskas, Um 6'6, 205. Uh, oh my god, Nick Stauskas is 6'6? Yeah, no, I mean, he, yeah. I, he, I, yeah, he, I, I, would've, I would have, I would have bet my leg on Nick Stauskas being like 6'3. Well, the, the famous quote from Zach Ronaldive was, he shoots like Steph and he's big like Clay. About uh, Nick Stauskis, uh in the draft, so um, yeah. So he, I mean, he's going to get a chance to play. I mean, I think you know he's a veteran. He bounced around. He was on the Sixers for a long time. He was on the Nets. Uh, had a really good year, finishing the end of the year with the Nets. and shot like forty-four percent or something Three. Um So you know that's a guy that's going to get a chance. And then again, another guy that if he succeeds, I think is another guy that could marginalize Evan Turner's playing time. Yeah. Because he, uh, he's a shooting guard, you know he could also be like bad though. So yeah, no, that that that's that's the thing with him. We don't he know. Could be, but, he could be he uh, could be he could be looking to China this offseason, too. So I, I I will say, and this is something you know about should that be here. I think Tim Frazier is another guy. I do think that there is something about. The Portland, like being around the Portland Guards, kind of, and I guess we're kind of getting into a guard conversation here, even though we're supposed to be just on the wings. But um, you know, I think there is something about, you know, I think this is great for a guy like Anthony Simons, I think it's great for Seth Curry. Like we're saying that we're saying that, uh, saying that uh, Lillard has uh, bardic bonuses if we're uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons with everybody. Yeah, no, and I think CJ too. And I just think all of those guys together, like, and then David Vanjikul, like just the environment that they create helps guys get better and improve. So maybe, you know, with Stowskis or Seth Curry or Simons, you know, those are guys that maybe because of the Dane and CJ kind of competitive environment that just kind of, you know, you can't recreate that in other places, I think is a big thing, a big advantage that maybe, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's a bet. And it's not, you know, you don't know it's a guarantee, but I get where the Blazers are coming from. Yeah. Uh, um So Nick Stauskas could play a lot. And then a guy, uh, Gary Trent Jr., um, you know, a guy that is a rookie, probably unlikely to play a lot. But, uh, you know, he was, they were saying. Terry has already forgotten his name. Yeah, Um, but, uh, I did vote that CJ, you know, called out that he looks, you know, that he has an NBA ready body, that he's ready to be out there on the floor. Uh, obviously his father being an NBA player himself is, is a big advantage and, you know, I, it kind of seems to be a theme that guys that, you know, are the sons of ex-players tend to have an easier time adjusting. So, um I don't know, I, I mean, Gary Trent looked good in Summer League, but, Really too early, I think, to say. Gary he- Trent, senior, really good enough at basketball that he should have named his son Gary Trent Jr. I mean, he was on the Blazers for a brief time, and I remember him for being really jacked. I like, I just think I was- that like I just think that if you're not an All Star, you probably shouldn't name your son after you after yourself. That's a take. That's a hot take. Um, yeah. Well it's a good thing Damian Lilith's an all star because he has Damien Junior. Um, yeah, well yeah, yeah. perfectly acceptable. Look. But uh but if uh, CJ did it, I you know get your proposition. And there's a couple of juniors on this team. Also Gary Payton, the second uh on this on this roster. Uh um, you know, I big big respect to Gary Payton for not going junior, for going the second. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, just, just stay in a second instead of junior. Uh, yeah, uh, I, do, um, I do like I do like that. Powerful move from uh, from GP, uh, yeah. a Northwest legend, of course. Uh, uh, we're all big fans of him here. Did you watch uh, American Vandal yet? No, so it's about uh, Seattle. Okay, kind of. It's, well, it's, it's uh, yeah, I don't know, and it's actually about Seattle basketball a little bit. Kind of weird. Okay. All right. Well, I, I definitely kind of want to watch that now that you mentioned yeah. that. Is it is it on Netflix or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two seasons. Uh, I, I'm thinking of the second season, but uh, yes, yeah, I yeah, it's funny. It's funny and it's also this year. It's a little bit about Seattle basketball. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, anything else, uh, chords that you wanted to add on before we wrap up this episode? Um, uh, lockdown Blazers where we talked about the wings. Uh. Uh, the Turner contract is be terrible. Nah, that's all, all right. I got for the next one. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you, Corvus. Oh, um, uh, listen, thank- bre- listen to take it or break it. Listen to Kay. take it or break it. Uh, read Corbin. Follow him on Twitter at Corbin A. Smith. Um, follow me at Eric Short Gunderson. And uh, yeah, follow along with the podcast. And we will be back trying to do this more. Since the season is three weeks away, but that the game on Friday. So uh, we'll talk to you, I think, before that. So until next time.